This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here again is Dan Loney. Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. As we mentioned, it is back to school time. That means lots of students, both high school and college, will be settling into new curriculum and learning new subjects. And because of that, the range of tools needed to prepare and research is an important component. One resource that more and more students are using is the Knowledge at Wharton High School website. If you haven't visited yet, you should. You can check it out at kwhs.wharton.upenn.edu. It's a great research tool for students as well as a great teaching tool for teachers as well. Diana Drake is managing editor of the Knowledge at Wharton High School website. She joins us here in studio along with Allison Vaughn, who is a coordinator of the GYLA program here for Knowledge at Wharton. Great uh, having you both here today. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having us. What do you think it is, uh, Diana, that are really the best aspects of the website right now, the, the, the abilities that it provides for both students and teachers at this point? Great question. You know, Knowledge Wharton High School is all about building 21st century skills for high school students. So in all the ways that we do that, we're really looking at, um, you know, making high school students better leaders, better entrepreneurs, um, teaching them about the business world, which touches their lives in so many ways, and also making them more financially literate. Uh, if we If we want them to be you know, very successful in the business world, then we also have to teach them how to manage the money that they make. So in all those areas, including also career and college development, we're really setting students up for being able to make informed decisions about their future. Um, So the way we do that is through content. We do it through great competitions. Um, We have a robust summer program. We have uh, great social media engagement with students. And so in all those ways, we're really reaching out to them. And, of course, we mustn't forget educators as well because they are our liaison, right? A lot of yeah. a lot of what we do is directed at educators so that they have the teaching tools in the classroom as well as outside of the classroom because we define educator in a lot of different ways. I, parents are educators too. Um, you know, they have all of these different resources that they can help to build these skills in high school students. And obviously, as you, you touched on, the, the social media component, the content that, that the website has and provides, those are the great ways that you have to, not not even that it's it's a possible it's a absolute necessity that you have to reach out to students and families these days. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's a known fact that uh, when we had the downturn in the economy and the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, uh, that a lot of that was driven by the fact that consumers just didn't have a lot of business and finance knowledge. They they weren't financially savvy. Yep. They didn't understand the business world and didn't understand some of the consumer-driven products. So there's been a real push to help educate students sooner. And hand-in-hand hand with that is educating the educators, helping them to have the tools so that they can get the message across and they can um, appropriately teach and um, you know prepare young people for the world that they'll be entering as soon as they leave high school. And that's part of, uh, of what you're also doing, Allison, is looking at the social media engagement and how important a vehicle that is in this day and age. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for Gen Z, as 
we all know, social media is huge. It's it's a really big part of their lives. Yeah. So, I mean, even for our GYLA program this summer, we asked as part of their marketing plan to include some type of social media so they could see what it's like to use it not from an individual mindset, but that of a business. And I mean, KWHS continually is using social media. We have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Snapchat now too. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll be getting on LinkedIn shortly as well to try to kind of build up our LinkedIn and help students in high school gain that advantage. Which it's that's an interesting piece too, because a lot of people I think see LinkedIn as, as and it, I think it is in many cases, the connection between professionals. Mm-hmm. What people, I think, forget sometimes is that many of these professionals are also parents that have kids (laughs) that may be either in high school or are going to high school and would would benefit from a lot of this information. Exactly. Because, again, like Diana already said, we we have a twofold audience here. We have adults that either know kids, work with kids, um, you know, are looking to help kids. And then we also have students who are either super eager and super hungry to learn about business and learn about finance and kind of start figuring out exactly what they're going to do once yeah. they leave high school. So it's it's that fine balance of trying to get in touch with all of them, which social media has been huge. Diana? Yeah. And I must, might also add about LinkedIn that um, while it is a kind of a professional platform, there's a real push for high school students to also have LinkedIn profiles. Mm. And I know quite a few of them do. I come across them all the time in, in the different ways that we work with students. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that things have become much more competitive getting into college, getting into the workplace, whatever yeah. your your path might be after high school. You really need to have that profile online um, so that people can understand a little bit more about you. But I, I think it's an important point to bring up. And we've touched on this when we had you on in the past is the fact that the high school student these days is much more engaged with what their path is going to be you know it's not just well you know i'll think about maybe my junior or senior year what i want to study in college and maybe where i want to go down the down the road as, as a professional you have kids that are not only thinking about it but they're starting their own businesses while they're in high school and it's it's a much different mindset over the last, I guess, let's say 10 years, maybe 15 years than it was when I was a young kid. Oh, so true. And, you know, a lot of that is being driven by the fact that it's very competitive to get into schools these days. So they are answering the call and they're they're really building their brand as yeah. a high school student, which is exciting to see. Yeah. And as um editor for Knowledge Award in high school, I see it all the time. We write articles about young entrepreneurs who are 15, 16, 17 years old, um, and they're starting their own businesses, and they're following through. These are legitimate businesses. Um, they're using the skills that they have as digital natives yeah. to you know, write apps or um, really get into artificial intelligence and do all of those things. Uh, we had a, an exciting project or competition that we ran this summer, which is our Comment and Win. Right. So uh, basically, we invite students from around the world to read articles on Knowledge Award in high school. And we have four different rounds. Each round has a different theme. And then they have to comment on the article um, below it with some kind of insight or opinion or maybe carry the topic forward in some way. And to your point, it's just so amazing to see what these kids come up with. Um, One of our themes was that they had to respond to other students who were commenting. So there was a real reflective thinking going on there. And it was exciting to see. Um, We had hundreds of students commenting this summer. We also had a storytelling theme in our third round where they had to, you know, make a point or 
um, share an insight about something related to business, leadership, entrepreneurship, career. Um, and they had to tell a story to do it. Yeah. So w- we had so much fun reading these stories from kids around the world. It was really great to see. Well, you, you mentioned the, 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 the student part of it, but I, I mentioned at the top, the teacher part of it is an important component for Knowledge Award in high school as well. And, and all of the different content that is there that teachers can take advantage of that and especially as we mentioned on the topic of financial literacy to be able to bring this information from world renowned people that are teaching here at the Wharton School uh to bring that into their classrooms and and to do it free of charge. Yeah, we always are creating our content with teachers in mind. Um you know, I I'm really touched by the stories of of states like Oklahoma and Arizona where um you know, there's a lot of um a lot of teacher engagement right now around the fact that school budgets are being cut and, yeah. you know, teachers don't have a lot of resources. I mean, some schools have even gone to four day. Oklahoma yeah, has talked about that. That's going to right. Four days a week. Four days a week and they're doing it. Um, so we're free and we have all this information uh, available to educators if they go on the site. One of the things that we started most recently is our um, toolkit, our educator toolkit. Yeah. And this is kind of a, a great resource that comes out once a month for high school educators um, that ties all of the different KWHS resources around a particular theme. So it might be spending and budgeting. It might be artificial intelligence. Um, Is college worth the cost? Um, Diversity and inclusion. These are some of the themes that we've had in recent months. And so they can get this toolkit. They'll find articles. They'll find lesson plans because we have more than 400 free lesson plans on the site. Um, We have a video glossary. And then we also always do some kind of hands-on learning exercise in each one of our toolkits. So um, teachers can just click on that and they have resources right at their fingertips. Um, So I encourage if educators are interested in this, they can go on the site and they can join up in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, yeah. and they will automatically start receiving the toolkits monthly. Um, you know, it's just a great way to tie all of the different resources we have together. You mentioned competitions and programs. Uh, obviously, there are a variety that, that Knowledge Award in High School does. Uh, the investment competition is one that that, that is a, a very popular one, and, and it's not just... A, a a U.S. competition. It, it is. It it draws so much attention from around the world. Tell us more about it. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is an ongoing conversation that we're having. I, I just saw a report recently about the fact that um, students who are eighteen to twenty four are financially precarious. This was a study that came out. <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. Financially <laughs> precarious. Yes, and and we okay. know what that means. They basically have no financial right. stability. Right. That, that's a new hashtag that's going to be making the rounds. <laughs> that's so. right. Hashtag financially precarious. Use that, Ali. Okay. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, this whole thing about financial literacy, what we've discovered on Knowledge at Wharton High School is that, um, you know, the more you can incorporate experiential learning into helping kids learn about personal finance in different ways, the more it sticks, right, because they have fun doing it. And the KWHS investment competition, which we began in 2012, has been a great example of that. It started out as a pilot project here in Philadelphia and now is international um, with last year our finale had um, I think 12 different countries represented so students compete in teams of four to seven and so they're learning teamwork and communication as well as learning about investing and um, it's just been really exciting to see the competition grow 
Um, this year, we've done some changes. We've kind of changed our client profile because they they have like a case study and they have to build long term wealth for um, for a particular client. So we've changed that up. Um, we've we've rejuvenated the website. We have all kinds of new resources around the competition and. Registration is open right now until September 16th. So um, we are getting registrations pouring in from around the world, uh, but we really hope to get even more teams engaged as um, as the registration wraps up in and the next couple of weeks. And we've had some new countries this year, too, already register. So we've had Uganda, Mongolia, um, which is wow. amazing. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so it, it seems like the investment competition is spreading even further than it has passed. Which, so. which I think is an important topic. And and again, this goes to the to the uh, the component of social media and content is the fact that we think uh, of the the lack of financial literacy here in the United States as a U.S. problem. It is a global problem. There are obviously many parts of the world that that a lot of this information could benefit. And again, being able to use it as a vehicle through social media, through the website, being able to get this content out is, in this day and age, it is the only way to be able to reach all of the people that you need to reach at this point. Yeah, and it, it absolutely reaches people that may not have ever considered us, too. But, you know, there's people that put their interests out there and put, you know, their their interests in business or finance or even travel or international relations. And then they see one of our posts and they're like, okay, you know, maybe this is something that I'm interested in. And luckily, because of all of the competitions and the different programs, they're able to engage with us. And there's so many different avenues for them to stay engaged with us too, whether it's an educator with lesson plans, whether it's an educator taking a team and becoming involved in the investment competition. And, you know, for students, it's the summer program. It's the investment competition. It's submitting personal essays. It's it. There's so many different things. And I think that's kind of what makes KWHS such a, a unique and such an important, you know, organization here at the Wharton School. Yeah, it's a great resource. And I you mentioned GYLA. We mm-hmm. popped that acronym out a couple times. That's actually our Global Young Leaders Academy. Yeah, I wanted you and guys to go into it. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping Allie could talk a little bit more about it because she helps um, our colleague Effie as a coordinator for the GYLA. And this summer we had kids from all over the world. So talk a little bit about Global Young Leaders Academy. So I have to I have to give Effie a, a huge shout out before we continue because she is the brains uh, behind <laughs> this entire operation. She's unbelievable. Um But yeah, so GYLA, Global Young Leaders Academy, started in 2014. Um, Since its start, we've had around 770 students come through uh, from over 50 countries. This past summer was our largest and most diverse group that we've ever had. Um, Each session is about two weeks long, uh, and it starts in June, ends in August. Uh, Session C was our most diverse, and it had 61 students from 25 countries, which is an unbelievable group. Yeah. Um, every summer and every session, we, you know, we go through marketing, business plans, entrepreneurship, public speaking, communications. Um, the kids also are allowed to have fun while they're here. They do get to go out. Um, <laughs> they're they, on a college campus. So, I mean, yeah. You know, uh, so they are in classes with some of the best Wharton professors and lecturers for most of the time they're here. But they do get some trips. They do get to go to Six Flags, um, which is always a huge hit with the kids. Um, but it's... It's really it's eye opening to see um, this group of strangers show up on the first day and be 
kind of insecure and kind of not sure why they're here and just looking to explore this new and exciting place and yeah. ideas. And then by the end of the two weeks, you see these kids who are, are just ready to go out there and have all these new ideas. And, you know, we've even had some students come already with their own businesses, with their own patents, yeah. with their own tech. And, mm. you know, to see them kind of refine it and take everything that they've learned from this program is unbelievable. We should also give a shout out to the professors that give their time during Absolutely. the summertime, you know, to to sit with these these young minds that are going to be the, the next generation of college students coming through. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard from from faculty that they really appreciate this notion of preparing young people sooner to understand the business world and sure. to understand yeah. what finance is about. So when they come to a great school like Wharton, they, they already have some concepts in hand and they already kind of know where they're headed and, and what it's all about. So um, we also have great high school teachers who teach in, in the summer program. So we have kind of a, you know, a nice mix of both um, higher ed, but also high school. And um, it, it, seems to be a really nice formula because it works out well. We had talked with you in the past about the the issues surrounding financial literacy and in you know the the need to bring more of this type of education into schools. Are we seeing any movement towards and maybe we're not because of the how budgets are cut in, in some locations. But are we seeing more and more schools think about this as a component of their curriculum because as we have talked and we know this very well it is an absolute necessity to have this as a component for students in high school so that they're prepared when they go to college. I think we are seeing it. I mean, legislatively, I'm often reading articles about different states that are coming aboard and really focusing in on money management issues and wanting to um, get it into the curriculum within the high schools. Uh, and that's a really important part of it because I think right now maybe there are 18 schools that require um, some personal finance education for students before they educate, yeah. uh, before they um, graduate, I mean. So, you know, it, that requirement is important because it gets everybody, the, the faculty, the administrators, the students, all focused in on, on that goal. Um, so I do think that it is becoming embraced more widely. Uh, but the more we can do to get the word out, yeah. to help champion that cause, we do. And, and and is the engagement, do you think, any different when you're talking, you mentioned Gen Z before, is the engagement on using the social media tool, is it any different for Gen Z compared to, to what we may have seen a decade ago with millennials? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> just just absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was interesting. We just spoke to a Gen Z uh, consulting uh She's the director of development, right? Emma Himes? Yes. Emma Himes. Uh, Juve Consulting. Juve Consulting. Uh, yeah. We just spoke to her last week. And she's just, she's a force to be reckoned with. And it's just, their whole job is to give Gen Z basically a voice in the business world. Right. When I, I as a millennial in high school, I would have never thought of, of this. So, you know, they're, they're leaps and bounds above everyone else when it comes, they're, they're setting the trends. When it comes to social media, Gen Z is the first to try out new things, the first to kind of, you know, start hashtag campaigns and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So from for us, for our standpoint, being on social media, we have to keep up, but we also have to stay interesting enough for them to kind of want to learn about financial literacy and want to, you know, engage with us and to spread it. 
Yeah, it's ever evolving. When I interviewed um, Emma Himes, and we'll be having a video interview with her posted on the Knowledge Warden High School site this week. Um, it, it, you know, the one thing that really resonated with me was the fact that she said, you know, the trends with Generation Z are always changing. Um, it's it's a moving target, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're so dynamic. There's there's the next cool thing is always kind of right around the corner. And that can be a bit of a stumbling block for companies and brands that are trying to, you know, market to Gen Z or to understand how to communicate with them yeah. because um, they'll use yesterday's lingo very quickly <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's always changing. Um, so, you know, to be to have your fingers on the pulse of that and to understand where they're coming from, I think, is very important because it's a very vibrant generation. It's exciting to see. And they they claim they're going to change the world. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that. Not right. How do you think that that, that that different engagement has changed your thought process in, in terms of Knowledge at Wharton High School and the website and all that, that you offer, especially in the last couple of years? For me, it's been really important to be able to connect in some way with the students because, and this is another thing that I heard from Juve Consulting and from Emma Hines, is, you know, don't talk about us, talk to us. That's what Generation Z wants. And a lot of us like to talk about what they're doing, but we're not doing a great job of talking to them. So to really hear what they have to say has been my priority through the comment and win competition, but also, um, as I think Ali mentioned briefly, we have an essay, a summer essay series where we invite high school students from around the world to really, you know, write about different experiences that they've had in the business world or with finance or with something in an internship. And so, again, that's their first person account of something that they've done and we post it right on the site with some editing and, yeah. um, you know, it really gets their voice out there. But other high school students are reading this content. So then they will connect with that kind of peer to peer approach. And they, you know, who better to talk to them rather than about them than another teenager. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the more we can kind of get face to face with them. Another way is, of course, the, not, the KWHS investment competition. I mean, you haven't lived until you've seen one of these finales. <laughs> you know, these these students um, last year from Norway, from Canada, from India, from the U.S., from the U.K., you know, just seeing the way that they elevate their performance and, and the way that they are able to talk to a panel of judges with such ease, such confidence, yeah. such grace – having just started to learn about these concepts really 10 weeks ago, you know, so the more we can hear from them and see and give them the opportunity and the platform to express who they are as individuals, that to me means that we're winning and and we're successful with it. I find it amazing when I go to the website and you read some of the stories uh, of, of these kids that are doing amazing things. And it does just make you feel good about where a lot of these kids are headed. Uh, in terms of uh, their thought process towards business, their thought process towards financial literacy, their ideas on on where they want to go educationally, you know, and and how they want to improve not only their own neighborhood, but I think society in general over the next 40 or 50 years. Yeah, I mean, Dan, let's face it, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit is not just about starting companies. It's alive and well in big companies as well. I mean, they want kids who can 
be nimble and have innovation and, you know, think on their feet and work in teams. And all of those are very entrepreneurial characteristics. So to be able to see these students doing great things. um, I remember interviewing one one high school student who wrote a book about like, you know, what I didn't learn in high school. I think he had just gone on to college. And his whole point was, you know, you need to start something in high school. It doesn't have to be a business. Um, You know, we hear all this about passion projects, but just, you know, start something and build from the bottom up because it gives you that kind of entrepreneurial experience that you can then apply to other parts of your life. Uh, And it seems like high school students, Generation Z, they're all doing this. Allison. How how am I supposed to follow up when Diana is so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said she said it so nicely. I mean, I, I completely agree. I Gen Z is looking to set the trend. Like I said, they're looking to be better, be bigger. And I think that if these companies want to keep up and want to be relevant, that they're going to have to listen. They're going to have to tune into Gen Z. They're going to have to recruit these young, bright minds. Yeah. I mean, Diana, you were spot on with the investment competition finale. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The amount of talent in a single room yeah. from kids who are like, oh, I just started reading this three months ago. It's it's incredible. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to see how all of the kids that um, and the students and the educators and everyone else who has been involved with KWHS, I'm excited to see how this network keeps expanding into 2019, 2020 and five years from now. So, again, the, the investment competition, the the to be able to sign up for it, it's open now. Mm-hmm. And it's open for what about another ten days or so? Correct. Correct. Yes. And, and you can do that right at the uh, at the uh, at the website. That's right. If you go to kwhs.wharton.upenn.edu, there's a tab at the top that um, is contests and programs. Yeah. If you click on that, you'll find the investment competition, and it'll take you to all the places you need to go to learn more about it. Um, really, we encourage students who are novices, students who maybe have an interest but are not quite sure, can I do this? You know, everybody is welcome to sign up because uh, we hear across the board that even people who have had no, no experience with the stock market or with investing before, yeah. um, you know, after the 10 weeks, they have really learned so much. And and we have lesson plans. We have learning outcomes. We have articles all built in to our competition resources. So the learning for us is the most important part. kwhs.wharton.upenn.edu is the website. Great seeing you. Thank you for coming over. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Diana Drake, Allison Vaughn. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 